Well, what, what, so the mini cassette, what that's called? So I have, is that Super 8 also? No, the the Super 8s, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll put this out on the podcast. My Super 8 camera doesn't turn on. It's broken. And the only way I can retrieve the footage of the Super 8s is through a old camera that I can plug in. Okay. The other camera, the Mini DV, is what I use. Mini DV, that's from what I was like 2003 for. to 08. Yep. The Super 8 is what I really want because that was college. Yeah. Keg parties, yeah. dorm parties, those, yeah. Athens in 1998 yeah. stuff. These, so. I, I have, I, I got those uh, off of my because I use a kick, took a camcorder around with me. Every Do you day. have a camcorder? I don't anymore. Oh, I, you I, did? I, I, got them, I got them transferred off about. About 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I've got all those pictures of me with my floppy hair in 1994. Mm-hmm. Wow. All the video of it. That's us, really cool. Us using old Microtech computers at the, at the Daily Illini. There are, there is video from a, a straight up old school camcorder um, floating around of me calling the dogs in law school. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I have. For, um, for the troops. I've got yeah. footage of like the 03 Tennessee game, the 03, 04 LSU game. You took your camera in the game? Yeah, I took that well, like whole you, video camera. Probably take a, uh, take a weapons back in 1991. <laughs> I remember when they banned whiskey bottles. <laughs> you, you remember when um, they first started, uh, I guess, giving out Dasani water bottles or selling them. They the would take off. the cap yeah. off. Yeah. And then they realized that wasn't really useful. Um, in, they were worried people would use it as a projectile. I think people, they still do that in Braves games, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, but they don't do that in Sanford Stadium anymore. Should we just keep rolling and just... Are we this recording is the already? Feelings, yeah, this, yeah is, that's fine. this is the feelings episode. This is episode 378. We'll, we'll just do it um, very you, no intro. We're laid back. We're laid back. Yeah, it's just laid back. Mind on our back. money and our money on our mind. You don't, Tony, you're off the hook. You didn't have Sorry, to guys. It. You don't get one of my brilliant cold opens. You don't or, have to do a cold open. Or the, the drum rolling. This might be a weird episode uh, because A, we're in a different place, which is weird. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Um, it's because we're still in Scott's basement. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Said, uh, yeah. I guess this, we should. Part of the room. Have you been recording this whole time? Is no, no. I, okay. I, I started at the appropriate time. Okay. Like good. when you start asking about the, the super eight. Yeah. But so, yeah, the, the, the ticket table where we usually sit, I have my 2009 iMac up there because it was the only software that would use the old hardware that I needed to digitize my old movies. So, yeah. wow. Well. We appreciate you yeah. tuning in to waiting since last video recording. Yeah. Yes, this is episode 378. I just had to check. 378. Will knew that, but he was testing you. Well, Will didn't really know he was doing 377 know. either. I never know. I never know. You know, I never and know. I have to apologize for anybody that listened to 377. I didn't do the intro music for that either because I was about to leave for the day and I wanted to get it up. So People, uh, people like it when you get it up. Yeah. Oh. I knew that was coming. Um, for the record, by the way, another thing you might feel weird about this episode, I'm the only one drinking tonight yes. uh, because uh, you have to... Uh, you, I have to I give think, blood well, he, he has a pregnancy test tomorrow yes, morning. Yes, I do. And uh, Tony is having a dry January. Correct? I'm doing dry January. So, yeah. And I would like to know, I asked you, tried to ask you about this beforehand, which is good for, good for you, but you said you've not done it the last two years. No, well, yeah, because we... I mean, well, you know, if I'm not going to not drink before the national championship game right. because 
part of that is managing stress. Yes. But also then, you know, we won and then it's like, well, I'm not going to not drink after that. So here's my theory for you. I think that you should do dry Jan. So you're going to do it every year. Yeah. But when Georgia plays after December 31st, or I guess at this point that would be, I don't know how the playoff like schedule is going. January into. 20th, I think is it's, when the championship uh, yeah, game away. is. And, but, I mean, is the semifinals is probably the right seventh, now. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So if they don't make the semis, make it dry February. If they make, if yeah. They make. By the way, Will Will's logic is very simple but right, uh, which why he's the smartest among us. It's like it's a short it's a short month. Short anyway. month anyway. Short this month is the anyway. only once every four years. It's even twenty nine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I like um, the way Will thinks. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, feelings episode. We like to like download everything mm-hmm. after the season uh, is over. Uh, we can get in that moment. Should we talk about any news things? Any news things happening? Yeah, no football game happened last night. Yeah, um, very. That was, that was a lousy game. We were having it was a bad game. Oh, it, yeah. So yeah, let's let's jump off. Let's talk about the national. It championship turned into game. a. It, frankly, it turned into a Big Ten game between two Big Ten teams. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly um, what happened. So uh, yeah, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that because if you watch the game, you know what happened. If you didn't watch the game, I assume you did so out of choice, much like Scott did. Scott uh, did the American thing. He showed his family uh, Red Dawn, the original mm. one. Um. Back when the Ruskies were a problem. Yeah, back when they were the bad guys. Um, To be clear, they're still the bad guys. I think they're actually quite worse now, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Having lived through through, um, bomb bomb drills in elementary school. Oh, yeah? But yeah, by the way... Because school desks are, are known fallout shelters. Oh yeah, of course. Just just get under that piece of slight piece of plywood. So I was I was confused. Were they pairing up with the Cubans? Because that's they were speaking Spanish at the I beginning. Yes, hundred percent. Okay. Yes, hundred percent okay. Cubans. Yeah, that was absolutely Cubans. And then they switched to Russian. I did appreciate the subtitles the entire time. If you want to know how movies have gotten wimpy, uh, made by big Hollywood series have gotten wimpy, they made a remake of that movie with Chris Hemsworth. And Josh Hutcherson, the guy from The Hunger Games, it, yeah. it's a very lousy movie. Okay. Uh, and but the country they're, they're, they're the country that they're fighting against is just Asian country. <laughs> it's not like a specific country because, God forbid, right, we right. have any place that it would, that would that might buy our movies right. that we offend. So it just became general vague Asian country. I think they they briefly say North Korea because they're not allowed to watch movies there, uh-huh. so that's okay. <laughs> but otherwise. I'm sure the North Korean army has the power of the Russian army in 1984 to be able to invade Probably, and right. uh, take over the United States. Anyway, the point is, was, that was more entertaining, I'm sure, yes. than, nope. uh, than the game was. Well, speaking of political correctness, uh, Michigan <laughs> was able to... Yeah, no uh, kidding. But that was, it was a big weekend for them. They had the January 6th anniversary, and then they won the national championship. <laughs> um, Usually people make that joke about Cardinals fans. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> big week for the Cardinals. They, they, they yeah. celebrated the anniversary of the 2000 World Series in January 6th. And, um, so I, I think that football game was... It, it is... <laughs> I like I like how you phrased it. It was a... It, it, it turned into a Big Ten game. Yeah. Um, there are people out there that will tell you, because I've seen some of them saying it, that, no, that's the game Michigan wanted to play. I don't think the Michigan wanted to play the game. They, yeah. The Michigan started out playing the game when they played. Yeah. And yeah. if they, they saw it that way, it would have been 62-7. Yes. I mean, it certainly yes. looked for a while like it was going to be. Yes. Um, but the... I, I do want to say, first off, I don't I don't say this lightly. Um, I, I'm, 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 I am... Georgia had a fantastic, what, 738-day uh, run as national champion. Um, it felt weird yesterday mm-hmm. not being at the game. I, I, I tried some text with, with Tiffany today 
uh, about how she had serious FOMO, and I, 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 I myself, because the weather was bad in Houston yesterday, I did look at the old Airbnb that I had reserved and looked at, at the path, and really? I literally got on Google <laughs> Maps and did the walk and, and kind of timed That's out funny. when I'd be headed to the stadium in my head. Um, so having said all of that, um, I think it is – I don't. I don't want to play the what if games because we did. We, you, the three of us did kind of speculate what would happen if Georgia had made the game. Um, I, I do want to say that um, the the game that the game that was played last night um, from a an aesthetic standpoint was bad. <laughs> um, I don't think either team performed particularly well. And even though I picked Washington to win, I think I think Michigan was the better team. Um, but also, like, I mean, Washington can't win if Phoenix is as bad as he was. That's the worst game I've seen him play all year. He oh, was loud. Yeah. And, and there was not Michigan. Michigan pressured him a little bit. But really, early. he just missed. Michigan, they pressed him early. He just missed guys. Yeah. Like, he was high the I whole game. I saw one play, and it was the one where he just missed his wide-open receiver on the 10-yard line. He missed a lot of dudes. Yeah. It was not yeah. a good game for him. And That's really, not the game state they can be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Washington can't win that game. The the whole idea that Washington could win would be like, well, obviously Phoenix is going to do amazing thing. He looked great against Texas, but that is not what happened at all. So yeah, whatever. Mich- Michigan is. I've kind of tried to make my peace with it. You know, Michigan was really kind of the story of the college football season, really kind of from the beginning. Uh, they've been the, like it reminded me a little bit of like a, a, a of the sixteen Cubs. Sixteen Cubs were not controversial the way that Michigan was, but from the beginning of that year, it was a this is the year for them. This mm-hmm. is the year for them. Everything's building up for them, and they hadn't had to wear that pressure all year. Uh, I still find it hard. It still irritates me when when Michigan's like, well, we overcame over all overcame all of this adversity. Like that's I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, self imposed adversity. Right. Like you didn't like Michael Penix had four seasons in because of injury. I know it's hard, right? It's hard. It is. We'll never have to do it again. <laughs> we've said we've said Penix several times, and I've only giggled once. So I think <laughs> I think I'm ahead. But uh, he had four seasons in because of injury. Yeah, <laughs> he's ahead. Um, <laughs> We were four, he had four seasons of injury. That's adversity. That's not what Michigan uh, yeah. underwent. But. I'm glad you brought the Michigan adversity thing. Okay. If we happen to have someone that believes that somehow Michigan uh, went through adversity, fine. I love that you said self-imposed. What's even funnier to me is that um, it's happening to a fan base that has tissed, tissed, and, and ugh, those unwashed messes, yeah. those cheaters. And now they're trying to act like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just did the same thing everybody else did. You know what? You know what else everybody else did? Everybody else did recruiting during COVID. Yeah. You know that's the one that that's the one that you should be upset about. By the way, is that's the more that's the worst offense. That's the worst offense, right? And on top of that, um, oh yeah, how brave of you to suspend your coach for Ball State? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's big right there. He's back in town for Nebraska, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, having said all of that. Um, I am looking forward to Georgia playing Michigan some point next year in the playoffs and beat the fool out of them. Um, I don't think Michigan's going to make playoffs next year. Oh, gosh. They're, they're losing McCarthy, aren't they? I mean, I think they're going to lose Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Harbaugh's going to be who, who, Who's it? Sharon Moore? Moore? Yeah. yeah. He was a great interim. I would think he would get the job. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't look. The, They're going to go the Georgia Tech route. I mean, the way that's the going key. now, if Harbaugh says hire him, they will. No, I think they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has that cachet now. Right, um, right, right. 
So yeah. having said all of that, I, I have friends that are Michigan fans. I'm happy for them. They went a long way for it. It's exciting. Like I've, I've, I've written this before when I used to do the tortured fan base rankings every year after I told them after baseball and football, yeah. I used to do them after college football every year. And Georgia was until Georgia won. Georgia was number right. one. Number two was always Michigan. Yeah. Like, so so who's, Michigan, who's the new, I think it's probably Notre Dame. <laughs> it's probably Sorry. Notre Dame. It's kind love of Notre Dame. It. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You, you can make an Sign argument it was Notre Dame over Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can and see, there was a time maybe you could have said Nebraska. There was a time you maybe could have said uh, Oklahoma. But I think Nebraska, Oklahoma maybe is still there. Nebraska's falling Tennessee's got to be top five. Tennessee's around there. But, I mean, Notre Dame, it's been 88 like, that's a long time for Notre say, Dame. I say, why Why would yeah. Notre Dame be a problem? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so the, I bet the point is, is that it was clearly Georgia and Michigan mm-hmm. yeah. steps ahead of everybody else. And now, now it's uh, whoever's next. I think it's, I'd say it's probably Notre Dame and then maybe Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, speaking of Georgia, um, I, let me, let's kick off our discussion of the season. And when it's the feelings episode, we'll talk a little bit about who's coming back and kind of what that portends and the transfers in in a minute. But um, I am, I am going. I will absolutely go on the record and say that um, everything I'm about to say is utterly colored by the fact that Georgia's won two national championships oh, yeah. in a row, which means I'm not nearly as upset about the season as I would be. Had had Georgia lost that game mm-hmm. to Alabama, seen how Alabama lost to Michigan, and then how Michigan beat right. Washington. I would probably be as apoplectic as I was after 2012. And after 2012, I was I was pretty upset, but I was also like, okay, we lost basically a coin flip game to the team that you know we is it was not a it was not hard to draw the dots between Georgia coming back and actually scoring the touchdown and beating Alabama in 12, and then doing to Notre Dame what Georgia did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama did to Notre Dame uh, one. Two, I mean, this is borne out by all the like pretty much all the preseason projections, including the earliest Vegas lines have Georgia as the national champion favorite next year. They were ahead of all the yeah. way too early top oh, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. So um it isn't hard to see where we will go into next season. Georgia will go into next season potentially as a preseason number one. I'm sure they will be. Um and 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 that will not be a controversial decision, right? Um, so Georgia fans, we are in a great place, and that also colors my feelings because, like, yeah, I agree with everything Will said this year about it was the last chance we'll have to make it easy to three peat because winning winning two two games as opposed to one to get to the national championship, or three games if you're not in the top four does make it harder because you increase the variability and also opportunity for injury and just all the stuff that happens when you have an oblong spheroid along with 18 to 25 year olds. Uh, well, it's the last COVID year. So 18 to 23 year olds uh, playing, playing football um, or BYU or BYU or 18 to 34 year olds. Um, the having said all of that, I mean, everything sets up really well. I mean, we lose a lot of receiving yards and that if you, if you pay attention to Bill Conley stats and we do here, um, loss of receiving yards is an indicator of um, returning production on receiving yards is an indicator of future six, at least current term and near term future success. Um, but I don't think those stats actually factor in for, uh, receiving yards at, at your old team. Uh, when you couple that with the fact that, uh, <laughs> We, we fortified our number one 
run, run our number, number one running back with our biggest rivals, number one running back. Um, that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> and, um, and we had some, we had two incredibly key pieces returned to the offensive line and, and on the last end, the defensive player, Julian Humphrey said, well, I was most worried about going into the portal came back out pretty fast. So all those things in my mind make it feel like this is going to be the closest thing to an offseason after a national championship, but not a national after a national championship as you could possibly hope for. Because you have to think, uh, you have to think going into next season, regardless of Georgia's schedule. And I have, I have a feeling. Obviously, we have entire nine months to to, to get there. I have a feeling Georgia could well lose a game uh, early because that schedule is pretty rough. Um, you know, we we do face a uh, Ole Miss team that's going. To, speaking of old, uh, an Ole Miss team that's full of transfers and store vault uh, store vault pieces that but are no Quinchon Judkins, no Quinchon Judkins. <laughs> which, if you listen to some people, is addition by subtraction. Really, I hadn't um, read that. Well, it's just there were some there were some comments along the lines of he was not 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 team playing, not team playing. Um, yeah, you know, which imagine that Lane, Lane Kiffin uh, having a team that's every man for himself. Um, so I, I am me personally today, January, whatever today is, um, ninth, right. Mm-hmm. Um, January 9th, I think Georgia's in as good a position as I could have possibly hoped. Um, if you had gone back to October and said, Georgia's going to lose to Alabama, in the SEC championship game and not make the playoffs and Michigan's going to win a national championship when you, but, but when you get the day after national championship game, you're going to feel as good about Georgia and college football and Georgia's position in college football as you possibly can. I would have been hard pressed to believe that, but that's the way I feel today. Yeah, and also, I mean, contrast this with Michigan. If Michigan would have not won last <gasps> night, I mean, everything everything it would have been glorious. Like everything implodes. Or they lost Alabama. Like they built everything up for this year. This was the year they've been built for the entire time. Harbaugh is under investigation. Maybe going to the NFL. Maybe in a suspension. There could be. I, frankly, I don't think the NCAA even has power to vacate wins anymore. But even if they do, who cares? You got like, do you think there's a single Michigan fan right now? And be like, oh, this will be all be ruined if someone vacates our wins. Like nobody cares. Like they won a championship. The flag, yeah. you're, you know, the flag flies forever. The flag flies forever. Yeah. You, you 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 get it no matter what. But if they had not gotten it, they would be they would be starting over. Like they 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 would be in a much much worse spot. Georgia is in a position now that even if they have a year where they don't win the national championship, I know it's hard to fathom. It's hard to get used to, but the, I, I think everybody assumed they'd be the number one. They were number one. It's funny when you talk about the schedule next year. We've talked about the schedule, but we've talked about it in vague terms. Like there's these road games and all this other stuff. Here, looking at Stu Mandel's top 25 for next year, here are the games that Georgia has next year. They play at number two, Alabama. They play at number five, Texas. Texas. They play at number eight, Ole Mississippi. Miss. Yeah. They are playing three road games against preseason top 10 teams. Now, it's also not, also, they have a, they start the season with a non conference game, a non conference neutral site game against number 10 Clemson. But I say Clemson's got to be in the top 10. They're number right? 10. I think that's a little high for Clemson, so, to be honest. But that's four yeah. top 10 games all away from Sanford Stadium next year. So a three loss. 2024 season gives you the benefit of the doubt because of that. I think it's tough. Schedule. I think it's tough. I, even with 12 teams, I think three losing three of those four is going okay. to be hard. To get I mean, it's contextual, but I think you're right. It's contextual. Because yeah. also, frankly, if you lose three of those four, depending on which three that you lose, right. you're probably not playing the SC championship game. 
Oh, no, I don't think if you I don't lose think you three. want to. So, but that's the point, though, is yeah. you don't get a chance to get that win back. Right, right. So, like, I think whatever teams make it the SEC championship game. But a 10 and 2 season would probably. Oh, I don't think. I think there's yeah. a question. Ten oh, yeah, if you're 10 and 2, you're beating, unless you screw around and lose somebody weird, you're beating. Well, if you screw and lose somebody weird, you're still beating all those teams. Yeah. But you're you're beating two of those four teams. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to see more and more schedules like this, and we'll see whether it's better or whether it's worse or not. On one hand, you like game, every game to matter so much and everything. Like this is part of the glory of college football is every one loss just can waylay you. Every game means so much. On the other hand, I would I think we all as Georgia fans can agree that maybe one loss in a super tight game with both teams playing so well should have knocked not knocked Georgia entirely out of this, and that will no longer happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like that will no longer happen. that's going to have to happen twice and maybe even three times next year. Where does Stu have Florida? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, he has them. Oh, by the way, here I'll, we'll get the projected uh, playoff in a moment. Uh, Tennessee is fourteen. Uh-huh. By the way, Tennessee is fourteen. Florida State is nineteen. LSU is twenty. Okay. Missouri is twenty-one. Uh huh. Florida, no, no Florida. Did, not only not in there, not even uh, uh, not even one of the five just missed. Though Kentucky is one huh. of the. Okay. Uh, and here is their projected his projected playoff for next year. If okay. you're curious how that would have gone down, uh, the games at at sites, twelve seed Liberty at number five seed Alabama. Okay, that feels potentially destructive. Uh, number eleven seed Notre Dame at number six seed Ohio State. Number ten seed Mississippi at number seven seed Texas, huh. and number nine seed Washington. At number eight seed, Michigan. So those two teams will play each other again. Winner of Michigan-Wisconsin gets Georgia. Winner of Ohio State-Notre Dame gets Clemson. Michigan-Washington. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I said Wisconsin. Okay. Michigan-Washington. Uh, winner of Ohio State-Notre Dame gets Clemson. Okay. He's winning the ACC, even though he has a number 10 overall. Uh, Texas, winner of Texas-Oklahoma-Ole Miss gets Oregon. Okay. Who he projects as the Big Ten champ. Weird. And at Winter of Alabama Liberty gets Utah, who would be seen as the Pac-12. Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Sorry, Big 12 champion. So basically... So they have, he has Georgia winning the SEC and being the one seed. Correct. Wow. And, that, and so here are games that Georgia... Oh, so that, that game would be in Sugar Bowl, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't know that. Yeah. The whole setup. It doesn't say. But yes, at a certain level, think about the idea of a 12-team playoff next year. This year. Ne- yeah, this year. Sorry. Yeah. This year. Um, next, next season, season. Uh, Georgia would play the number three team, the number five team, the number seven team, and the number ten team. Right of a twelve team playoff. That's uh, that's gives you margin for error, but also you better have it figured out immediately. Like I have, I don't know if I've taken. Also, let's not forget where the national championship game is next year. Atlanta. It's Atlanta. ATL. Yeah, that was why that's why I said right now I'm leaning towards Georgia looking a little um shaky's not the right way of putting it, but I could see them losing one of those first three or four games. And people are like, Oh, what's wrong with Georgia? And I'm like, Well, what's wrong with Georgia is they're they're playing a really yeah. dumb schedule. Don't lose to Clemson. To me, that's the thing for next year. The key to next year. Don't lose to Clemson. Yeah, I don't have a good read on Clemson yet, and we'll obviously spend most of August obsessing about that. But I think I agree with you. Clemson yeah. at Tim feels really high. Yeah, but I think when we're talking, if we're talking feelings, if we're like, like look yeah. back at this season, that to me is to get back to the final point. 
That's the difference between being Georgia and being Michigan. Like Michigan has everything riding in this season and whatever, they it paid off and that's great and that's wonderful. Meanwhile, Ohio State, which also has a really good recruiting class and should be very good next year, they're all pulling their hair out. I, I'm curious to see moving forward. We talked about how next year will be a failure if they don't make the playoff, which I think we can all probably yeah, that's agree on. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Absent, something weird happening, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Michigan was nothing but weird things happening this year, and they still uh, uh, got through. I think most weird things can be powered through at this point. But I don't know. Twenty twenty four is going to be a weird year yeah. um, across the board. But I would say that it's hard to imagine a situation as long as Georgia is continuing to recruit the way that they are and has the people in charge that they do. It's hard to see a situation where you feel like. Oh man, it's got to be this year, or we're doomed. Like we got to be this year, or we don't know when we're going to get back. Oh, no, I think that's right. I, I mean, don't think yeah, there's any, and, and Michigan should have felt that way. I think Washington. I, I have to say, I would feel like I'm pretty surprised to see Washington in that Agreed. next year. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think that feels like an opportunity of those four teams in the playoff. It feels pretty likely you'll see all three of them back sooner rather than later. Washington, they got to feel like they missed an opportunity. Um, TCU, a team that missed an opportunity. Yeah. Georgia is going to feel like if Georgia doesn't win the national championship next year, as long as they make the playoff, it's hard to imagine a situation where you don't feel like good going next year. And that's the good part of being a Georgia, the greatest part of being a Georgia fan is. They're like never mind being number one. They're obviously in the mix, really, for as long as Kirby Smart is in charge of, of this team. The fascinating thing to me is if you're a team like Georgia and you make the SEC championship game, say you lose, and then that knocks you into where you're hosting or traveling to a site, you're playing 17 games if you make it to the national championship. But what about school? <laughs> the thing I was thinking of, what about records getting shattered, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like rushing or passing yeah. yards or touchdowns? Well, I mean, I potentially, I mean, right now, uh, Vince Dooley is sitting on top of the heap at the University of Georgia. What, 201 wins, right? Um, do I have that right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it's 201. I know he got to You 200. should know that, Tony. I'm disappointed in I'm you. I'm disappointed in me, too. You don't know how much. And uh, But, you know, Kirby right now is sitting... Well, he's won, what, 40, 30? He has won 40, 43 games. No, I got this wrong. Yeah, he's won 43 games in the past three seasons, mm. right? So he's he's won one-fifth of what uh, Vince Dooley did in three seasons. Um, So and if he's a 43, that means he's probably – and then you add, say, say you go sixteen and one next year. No, that wouldn't be the poss- possibility. But but still, like sixteen and one wouldn't be possible because you wouldn't you'd be in one of the top four where you get a buy. So you'd right. go fifteen and one. This is all hurting my head. But yeah, the, the record <laughs> the record book. Back. You know, because think back when right, Herschel. Right, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go, ahead. When, how, how, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, think back when Herschel was playing. They were playing 10, 11 games, and then a bowl game, and the bowl games didn't even count towards records. Until about 15 years ago. Here's your real question. Uh, how many games behind Mark Richt is Kirby Smart? Uh, I'm out of I practice. would say... Richt has coached 196 games. Kirby has coached 106. Uh, and also, I would I say I'd like to remind that Mark Richt was a very good coach here. So Mark <laughs> Richt's won, what, 125, 130 games? 145 games. 145 games. Uh, Kirby is probably within... Oh, he's probably in... Kirby's probably pushing close to 100 wins. 93. Okay. 93 wins. Wow. So think of it that way. Think of the idea that, I mean, Kirby is arguably three seasons away from passing Wally Butts. Yeah. <laughs> and that would put him third on the list. Yeah. Yeah. That, probably four seasons right. away. 
passing Wally Butts and then five seasons away. And listen, I am curious to see how the next few years go, but certainly um, the age of, uh, I think one thing to keep an eye on that I think people from the outside are going to start keeping an eye on is if Kirby wins another, another national championship. I mean, does he want to be Bear Bryant or does he want to be Nick Saban? Does he want to be, uh, you know, does he want to be Jim Harbaugh? Does he want to be like, do you, do you think Kirby's going to coach here for 25 years? I don't know. That's if it continues co- to get so difficult where you have to re-recruit your players like twice a year. But see, he seems to like that. I think he likes Maybe that. he does. Yeah. Maybe he does. I, I, to me, it's just a matter that like, like 20, here's the thing. He's that, also not looking healthier, if I'm being entirely honest. And I mean, so, what, what college football coach is looking healthier besides Lane Kiffin? <laughs> Harbaugh looks pretty healthy. Spurrier, well, I mean, like, he drinks, I'm just saying the age of... He drinks like, a lot of milk. Like you can't be Steve Spurrier anymore. Right? No, I Steve think that's Spurrier right. yeah. had a work-life balance. What everyone's thought about Steve, Steve Spurrier, he had a work-life balance. I don't mean to ins- oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to insult I'm, Kirby. I'm going to play golf. I'm just saying that, like, at a certain level, there were, like, college basketball coaches, like, you're seeing Jay Wright saying, I don't want to do this crap anymore. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I, just, I think college basketball is harder than football. I, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's harder than football, but I think they're, they're, they've always had a better, work-life balance and they can't do that anymore and football i think football is harder because i mean shoot, you got how many players you got in your roster you got to recruit everybody all the time be in charge of it's like an empire like a basketball team has 12 players like a football team <laughs> yeah but but one player in basketball makes a huge agreed difference. but you there's so much to keep track of you have to do it all year round i think this is why they're talking about changing that the way it works in december and how like yeah. the, this calendar all lands on you in december but like i i it does not strike me as being a college football coach, as a particularly healthy job to have a good work-life balance or to keep your health in good space. I mean, college football coaches are known for being well-adjusted yeah, and, and happy-go-lucky people. I, mean, I would argue that, like, we've talked about this several times in the show of how many times I've felt very happy. Like, what everyone's thoughts about Kirby as a coach or as a person, like, he, like how embarrassing so many other college football coaches are constantly and that just never happens with Kirby. Yeah. Like he's never done anything. I, I, since he's been the coach other than those first days where he was, uh, where he was complaining about the media all the time, even that that's minor stuff. That's early stuff. He doesn't even do that anymore. But like, there's never been a time where like his viral moments are always cause he's happy or he's excited or he's fired up or they've got this audio from him. There's never a moment. He never says anything stupid at the mic. He never, you never see him. You never hear stories about him taking his shirt off and lifted weights uh, like Harbaugh. Like he seems like Jim Harbaugh does not strike me as a sane person. Kirby starts like strikes me as a sane person, but a sane person doesn't do this job for 35 years. That's, that's probably right. Um, so one of the things it, it, when you think about that, as far as Kirby being coach here for a very long time, um, I think as long as, and, and, and this ties a little bit into what the conversation we're having about why I think it's harder for basketball than it is for football. Um, the one thing that I think Kirby is really, really good at, um, frankly, Nick Saban is still very good at, and there's not, it's not hard to see the direct line there is encouraging, encouraging the people that work for him and putting them in a position to seed, but also demanding a super high level of work out of them. Um, in, in matching that intensity with their yeah. work ethic. Um, so and it, 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 part of the thing that has, I've thought about in somebody, I had, I didn't think of these explicit terms, but somebody that I follow on Twitter, um, posited this, or maybe on, on blue sky tw- uh, posited that is there a possibility? And when you look at, 
on the two teams that were successful in the semifinal games. Is there a possibility that we are seeing the transition now um, in football that we have seen a little bit in college basketball in that teams with more three and four year players, as opposed to one and done in college basketball or, you know, essentially super sophomores who are five stars who are going to play three seasons and then go directly to the league. Uh, are those teams prospering? In other words, can it catch up to you with the constant turnover? Because it, no matter how well you recruit, no matter how well you recruit, if you the pro, you get processed out if you're not on the two deep by the, by the time the, you're at the end of your sophomore year. Um, to which I responded to this person. It's like, you know, I've had that very same thought, right? Because we do see that in college college basketball. Oh, I you mean, see it across the board in college basketball. Yeah, college basketball. Like, right, right under what always coach says, the job is to get old. You want your yes, team to get old. Yeah, you want your team to get old, right? In college basketball, everybody's like, well, what about Kentucky? What about Duke? Well, Kentucky and Duke are good examples, actually, of teams that have a lot of youngsters that do really well in the regular season, um, but have a tendency, always sweet 16 teams. That's fine. But that's it. Right. Also, the COVID years are part of this too, and we'll see what happens if that gets filtered out. Yeah, we will see that. Um, but and where I was going with this all, uh, the, this whole setup is, if it turns out that there is margins to exploit by keeping players around longer, Kirby Smart will figure it out. Yeah, that's well, the one thing I trust about him yeah. is figure out what it is the next marginal thing that allows him to stay on top. That's what he does. It's funny to have Georgia be in the old place that we saw I say by Alabama. When all, every time there was a rule change, you're like, you'll know the rule change is getting normalized when it benefits Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like Georgia's in that spot now. Yeah. And that's love cool. It. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's kind of cool. So yeah, to me, the only thing that really worries, uh, this is where Georgia is. The only thing that worries me about Georgia long-term is if Kirby Smart leaves. Like I, I think as long as he is in charge of Georgia, they're going to be I, – I, I, in the same way that Alabama should feel the same way about Saban. Like, and, say, and Kirby is 25 years younger than Saban, or however, however much younger – 20 years younger than Saban. So at a certain level, you know, um, I think you're right. I think as long – whatever changes come, uh, Georgia is well-positioned uh, moving forward to uh, survive them. But And to be very clear – Changes are coming. <laughs> Lots of changes are coming. So and Internally, I feel like he's almost has an insurance policy with having co-defensive coordinators. If Schumann left, you don't think Will Muschamp's going to go anywhere. And then Bobo bounced around so much, he probably wants to stay a couple years because yeah. he had some heaters this year. And with Beck coming back and getting um, ATN from yeah. Florida and all these receivers, Michael Jackson, yeah. are we going to do that this year? Yeah, when believe Michael, the kids, Jackson, believe the, the children. We'll see. Um, uh, from USC, the transfer we got, but yeah, I think I feel like he has an, an insurance policy built in because you know Fran Brown left. Uh, you'll, you'll probably see some others, but he patched that hole immediately with the defensive backs coach from USC, and he w- I actually saw him at the bowl game, um, coaching on the field. Um, I did also see that Matt Luke is uh, surfaced at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, good for him, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Will. I think that you know he's. He feels as in control of, I mean, even look at a lot of major league teams, major league sports teams. Kirby feels like he has it more in control than a lot of those places even. The the, the canary in the coal mine on this, the sign, you can make an argument that the best thing, the best sign of the health of Georgia football was how few opt-outs are they and how eager they were to play yeah. the whole game. Like that, you, I, I, you wonder, oh yeah, like that feels like a team, like people that are in mm-hmm. on this and you just don't, you haven't seen, you just don't have those moments that you have at all these other schools where 
uh, you know, a coach pops off about something or a player, there's internal fighting or any of that stuff. You just don't see it. And uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a good place to be. It is amazing to me that um, looking back on the season proper, that to watch the evolution of um, how we felt a little bit about Carson back in, in the evolution of his game. And frankly, I think a lot of people are pointing to that. If you were to point to one reason why people want to say Georgia is going to be um, Georgia is like, you know, the team is that stability of the quarterback position. Um, you I mean, know, the Falcons would have made the playoffs if they had a stability at the quarterback position. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, no, they'd have found another way to blow that, but <laughs> uh, just specifically to break your heart um, and, and mine. But, um, but you know, that when you look at will, what were the teams that won? Uh, you know, I, I think you have to think Quinn yours at Texas is, for example, who's number two in the, um, in, in, in two Mandels, Alabama. Alabama's, Alabama's number two. two. Um, number so two. with Milrow is back. Uh, um, three is, is Oregon. Okay, three is Oregon. Uh, Bo Nix will not be back because he He'd is. like to be. Uh, yeah, I think. Texas is five. He's probably collecting Social Security this year, right? Yeah. Um, Four is Ohio State. Okay, five, yeah. Six, speaking, six, of, six. speaking of quarterback situations. Um, so, yeah, I think having Carson back back is massive. Um, I think having no turnover, at least at this point, at the coordinator position is another good thing for us to have. Um, you know who else is actually helping this stuff out? I think one thing we've not talked about this stuff, uh, is it Jeff Munkin or is it Todd Munkin? It's one of the Todd Munkin is like revolutionized the Ravens offense by this. Like yes. They're the best team in football right yeah. now because of what he is doing on the offense. And you're seeing all those like hardcore all 22 NFL fighters oh, all being like, what he's who doing is, beautiful. is this guy? Like, it's really kind of amazing. Friend, uh, we know. Yeah. yeah. We, and listen, he'd yeah. been an NFL coordinator before. The Browns, like, I think he, like, the Browns did not appreciate him and did not, and that's why Georgia was able to give him the first place. But it was an anomaly that Georgia was able to get someone like Monka. But it also speaks to another thing that Kirby is good at, which is, he's not, it's not just college stuff that he's paying attention to. It's all, remember, mm-hmm. for years ago, I, saw, I know Belichick is at, like, a down moment right now. But, like, the whole idea that Belichick and Georgia and Alabama, or, like, the fact that the Eagles had all these Georgia players, and the fact that, that like, that is, this is, the fact that all these pros, when they, when they have, uh, this summer, when they have the, uh, when they have the workout day, or whatever the day is called, where, where, um, where all the coaches come in. Oh, pro, pro. Pro day. Pro day. Pro day. Yes, pro day. Okay. Yeah. When they have pro day, like it's like Belichick comes, like I, like I saw, I ran past where Bill Belichick was in like June. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like random Athens because they're coming here because it's good things happening. And that is, we all love Mark Richt. We all loved all this stuff, but like that stuff, George is the center of the football universe and uh, it's going to remain that way. Uh, and so that's just a good place to be. I don't think I can say anything better than George is the center of the football universe. <laughs> that made my heart feel very good. That was amazing. Okay, so um, so can I ask y'all need y'all need to fan me? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, shoes off. I don't pay as much attention as I should to Georgia basketball. However, I did, and I didn't see the game, but I did see updates as I was updating my app and seeing that they were in the lead at halftime, and then they were in the lead late in the second half. And then I got distracted, taking my kids somewhere, and then checked in again. And what do you know? Georgia beat Missouri at Missouri. They're what eleven and three mm-hmm. with they've won the nine meat, in a row, the, right? The meat of their uh, SEC schedule coming up. Yeah. 
So what's uh, how how optimistic should I be as I look from the the fringe as a fan but not a follower? Should I be excited? Uh, so Andy Katz, longtime college basketball reporter, now works for NCAA, worked for ESPN for years, now works for NCAA, actually has Georgia in his first four out of the tournament. Which is a win. Which is pretty high. Right. I have to say, most people don't have them uh, that high. Eamon Brennan, who, does, who used to do the bubble watch for ESPN, he has his own thing now. He and so he just started the bubble watch this year, uh, this week. It's, you should subscribe to him. It's a uh, Eamon Brennan uh, subsec. It's a really good college basketball thing if you're into it. He does the bubble watch where he goes through conference by conference and every team and where they are. He actually didn't even mention Georgia. So the problem with Georgia, they've won nine in a row. Very good. They don't really have any good wins yet. They're at Missouri is their best win. Missouri is losing to, West, to, Washington, to Kentucky right now. Illinois beat Missouri by 30 oh. in the Bragg and Rights game. This is not a great Missouri team. But winning on the road against Missouri is very impressive. I mean, Illinois is number ten team in the country. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, not for, uh, not for them to be able to do that. But I would say that uh, to win nine for Georgia to win nine in a row no, is just kind of amazing. Never happened. The sign I would look for. They've got two home games this week. They are home against Arkansas, who traditionally is very good, is not good this year. They actually got wiped out by Auburn at home last week. That's a winnable game. I think Georgia will even be favored in that game if they. And then Saturday, they play home against Tennessee. Ooh. Tennessee is a top 10 team. Uh, they will obviously not be favored in that. If they can beat Arkansas this week and be respectable against Tennessee, I think you can get excited. I think you can get excited. I think that they play good defense. They have, um, they're have they well coached, which is exciting to see. Such a nice— have not seen that very much. By the way, if you watched the basketball game last night and followed me on Twitter or, or Blue Sky, you saw some awesome uh, Tom Green comments. So. Oh, you mean the yes. football game? Yeah. Was there a football was game? He the, was he at the game? Oh, of course, yeah, because he's, 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 yeah. he's, <laughs> he's, 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 yeah, there was there were some people like, ah, oh, this is why this is why Jeff Munkin, Jeff Munkin or Todd Munkin, this is why Todd Munkin left because of the Harbaugh connection. It's like he was tired of recruiting college football players. Are yeah. you excited? Like, did he make the Tom Crean face? I'm, I'm just wondering. Yes. I remember when he was hired. <laughs> oh, I'm going to show why, this to why, you, why, and you're going to be so happy. While Will's looking this up, I oh, I, I I agree with everything Will said. Um, look, there is calls to be excited about Georgia basketball. And also still think we got a little bit to go before we can t- start talking about towards the NCAA basketball and NCAA tournament team. Um, but you have to do the thing that they did not do the past few years, which is go on the road against a team they should beat and actually beat them. Right. Uh, and that is the great part about that win. This is probably the best win. It's the best win since the Memphis win a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll just that's show exactly it. what I've that's exactly, that's, what picture, that's exactly the Tom Green face yeah. and that's actually like he's not posing no that's, that's just, just his the, face the TV camera happening to catch him that's his face it's so. resting cream face uh, resting cream face right. um, wow so, anyway sorry but but yeah I, so but yeah if, look you have to win the games you're supposed to win especially on the road because I, I agree with Will if you if you win the games you're supposed to win on the road you can sneak up and beat somebody you shouldn't or two at home, and then you got something happening. Because Georgia is – the SEC is a very good basketball conference this year. There is a, a likelihood SEC will have seven teams. Possibility there will be eight teams in the NCAA basketball tournament. You know, Georgia is right now floating around the 10 line in the SEC as far as net goes. But if you can sneak in a couple of wins and push that up a little higher – 
realistically, in order to be considered an at-large team, you need to be somewhere in the 50s and to feel real good about it being the 40s. Right now, they're in the 90s. But there's a lot of – There's of wins to be had. There, there's, there's wins to be had, and a lot of those wins are uh, – a lot of those – in other words, you, you, you play good against Tennessee and or slip up and beat them at home – now you're cooking. I mean, if they if they win both games this week, they might be in, they might be in the top twenty five. Wow! Like I, I think they'd be the they'd be at that point they would be uh, thirteen and three, yeah, thirteen and three with and, a win over Tennessee, and having won eleven straight games and just yeah. been a top ten team. Yeah, like I don't think they're going to. No, I agree. But yeah. like it, Tennessee, I, I mean, I've really watched Illinois play at Tennessee; they're very good. And but the fact that we're even talking about this, yeah. is a great sign. And let's not forget too. They've got one of the top ten recruits in the country coming next year uh, yeah. in, uh, in, Asa, in Asa Newell, uh, yeah. who is uh, that's a huge get. He's number thirteen recruit in the country. Not and, and, and it's different than when Anthony Edwards because Anthony Edwards got here and you're like, oh great, but then there was nothing else. And we all saw it's so amazing for, to me to watch Anthony Edwards play because he could not have been more bored here. Like he did, like, like he was. I mean, he was obviously talented. You saw how good he was. I watched them play twenty times yeah. that year, and he looked like he wanted nothing to do. Remember, you know, remember the last game that Anthony Edwards played at Georgia was the day before everything shut down for COVID. Hmm. Oh, that's right. And he was like one for fifteen in the yeah. in the. It was a miserable game, and he'd been miserable all that week. He just he would he would just take across half court and just chuck it from three points. He was just ready to go. Yeah. That's a Korean thing. That's a Korean thing. 100%. I think what White is building is. It's a more interesting thing that's coming together. And listen, this is why you want to be Georgia's coach if you're someone like Mike White. At Florida, you can make sweet 16s and you're like, you're not Billy Donovan and they'll fire you. Georgia, if you get in the tournament this year or next, we're going to like conquer over here. And then you got to do more after that. When was the last time Georgia was either ranked or in the NCAA tournament? They've been, since I moved here, they've been in the NCAA tournament once. Yeah. I do not believe they've been ranked since I moved here. Wow. Uh, they were, they made the NCAA tournament. They were, it's funny when you talk about bracketologists, a lot of people think Georgia did not deserve to get in that year, but not only did they get in that, I think they got like a number seven seed. Unfortunately, they played a very underseeded Michigan State team, number 10, who beat them and ended up making the Philly date. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, that, that they, they've played one tournament game since 2013 and they did lose it. Wow. So, and they really have not been even particularly relevant uh, in that time. And I think the hope, listen, if you go back and please don't, if you go back and listen to our podcast after they hired Crean, I was very excited. I think oh, it I was since. I, I, and I think what turned out is the motivation you thought Crean was not motivated the way that White was motivated. Like Crean still kind of felt like, oh, I'm going to Georgia. And so therefore I will, I will, I've got this great recruitment. Like the game had kind of, not the game like of basketball, but the game of recruiting, the game of NIL, the game of transfers had kind of passed Crean by. White is still very young. So, I think you can make a good argument. He got kind of a bum rap at Florida. I think that I remember. Remember the worst thing that happened to him at Florida was his number one recruit was the guy that had the heart attack on the court. Oh, yeah, uh, had the heart attack. Keontae Johnson he had the heart attack on the court. His number one player, ACC big preseason ACC player of the year, has the heart attack on the court in his first game, and they just couldn't recover because who could recover from your? Well, I guess Illinois can recover from their best player uh, suddenly losing. But well, that's different. That's different. But. Um, uh, but anyway, the uh, it's hard. That's a hard thing to recover. I mean, he was never really able to get on track there. Florida has these expectations that they're going to win a national championship every year. Georgia, he, he was. Wait, a, to be fair, in the past twenty years, they did win a back-to-back national championship. Yeah, they did. And and Billy Donovan's a great coach. He's a, yes. that's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. Asking 
asking, expecting him to do that immediately, I think was unreasonable. And I think here you're getting a guy who's hungry, still young, and still very well respected around college basketball. And I think you're 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 seeing the bits. I don't think this is a tournament team. If I'm being honest, mm. I don't think they're a tournament team. Not yet. But but they're young. They're young, and they're and they're much better than I thought they were going to be. And listen, they were better last year when they had no talent last year, and they were better than they were with when Cream was here when they did have talent. So uh, I think there's good signs. But don't if they win both games this week, I am all in, and everyone should be all in. Yeah. Then then we will see if they win beat Arkansas and Tennessee to win eleven straight games and be the top ten team at home. I've had people tell me if Georgia basketball started winning, we'd get behind him. Well, we'll see because that that is that is that would be the best that would be the best run I have seen in Georgia basketball since I moved to Athens. Now I've been to one game this season. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. I think it was High Point or something. It oh, yeah. was that's a bad game. It was, yeah, I mean, but I did notice the new seating arrangement. I did notice that the few students that were there uh, were closer to the court is that going to impact the crowd noise and the fervor when you have a top 10 Tennessee versus how it used to be or we'll find to- out we'll find out okay. I mean, if, if you if you made all those moves uh let's see the students make some noise because they're gonna be back they're gonna be back for Saturday and tomorrow Wednesday night's game is not is nine o'clock so I'm, I'm I'm going to that game I'm not going Saturday I'm going to the game tomorrow we'll see what it's like then but yeah, it's a new, it's a one o'clock game. I think it's a noon game. It's a noon game on Saturday against Tennessee. If they beat Arkansas, the number ten team coming up here, you're going to clear every porch. Don't even get me started of where they put Chip in those seats. Don't even get me started um, about the guy that hasn't missed a game for 32 years and sits by himself as far away as you could possibly get. Doesn't miss a game. Just sits up there next to the press box over there. Don't get me started. Um, but if you're going to do that and you're going to be as soulless as they were about this, the students better be loud. Yeah, <laughs> that's better the, show up. And they be better loud. show up. And uh, so, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They got to win Wednesday first. I think that's a trickier game than people think. They will be favored, but Saturday should be very exciting. Uh, but only slightly favored. Yeah, against Arkansas. They, they'll be favored again. They'll be favored against. Arkansas. You think so? Okay. Arkansas. Arkansas is in a bad place right now. Are they? Okay. Good. Um. I'll check the line. Well, Scott, before before we do, you have anything other? I, I do want to. I do want to uh, mention. I, I appreciate everyone that played the fun office pools, uh, college football bowl pick them. Uh, I, I forgot to sign up. Yeah, uh, it's so, really hard. There's so many games. So first place was get after their buttocks, uh, who won with 650 points. Uh, pick you nurse was second. Mean old dog 1969 is third. I don't think 1969 that that makes you that old, but who'd what I know? Uh, Law Dog 33 and the Jeff V was fifth. Uh, a couple other people, UJ Carey making a strong push there, finishing seventh. Connor Stallions, we appreciate you sealing our signs at number eleven. Mr. Leach, thirteenth. Wow, bringing it in strong, even though there's a lot. Uh, Judge Smells was nineteenth. Uh, Van Gorder's mustache was 20th. Uh, Tied with what is Brittany doing? And I love it. Uh, Derek Wolf Roberts' brother finished there at 22nd. I finished much lower. My daughter did not. Uh, she kind of lost uh, lost contain on a couple of the games there. Uh, Seth Emerson finished 52nd. Um, mm. But we appreciate everyone jumping in. And Why am I quoting that guy all the time? Playing? If he's finishing below me, they listen right. to me. We Seth, got a drink. I we know. got a drink. Uh, we appreciate everybody playing. I, as always, this is for fun, and I appreciate y'all doing it. We had 
I don't remember exactly how many we had, but I don't know. I just like it's a good way for me to keep up with bowl games. And and one last thing about bowl games, uh, for whatever reason, I guess because the the playoffs are changing the way bowl games are viewed next year. Um, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe because of of everybody, but um, uh, uh, the head coach at, at Florida State opted out. Um, I like bowl games. Yeah, I like watching two random teams play on a Saturday, a Thursday afternoon uh, around Christmas. I like them. Why? I don't understand what's bad about them. Yeah. Please tell me. Even even Georgia FSU, what's bad about that? And I don't want to get into Kirby's comments. And I don't. I mean, that's you know, that's his his bully pulpit or however he, you want to frame it. Um, I I don't. I mean, we can we can have that conversation. I think that's in the change when there's twelve anyway. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but I don't. I don't yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why, do, why are we getting upset with Rutgers playing Ball State at Yankee Stadium? Yeah. If they want, they so what? It's fun. The Just, alternative is that not happening. They're not happening. <laughs> That's exactly right. Everybody's like, well, they had a college football. Okay. Well, okay. They have a college football play. I mean, they're still there. Look, look, look. I think if you wanted to make 60 something bowl games and let the, let, you know what? Let UMass UConn play a bowl game. I don't care. I would watch I'll that. I'll take Illinois against Northern. I'd yes, watch that in a second. I'd watch that in a second. You know why? I have an illness. And <laughs> uh, I will watch it. I will watch it. I will watch college football. Um, look, if I'm going to watch East Eastern Michigan and um, in Western Kentucky on a random Tuesday night in September at, at 845, you better believe I'm going to watch a bowl game where it could snow or someone can eat a Pop-Tart, or you know, Shane Beamer's going to get mustard dumped on his head. All those things are fun things. And More I, edible mascots. I'm, I'm disappointed in the Pop-Tart. I'm not. I it's, like the Pop-Tart. I, well, no, I thought the actual physical mascot, they would be picking it off of him while he's standing oh, yeah. there. You know, Appar- you know. apparently, apparently the mascot was... Um, I think I don't think there's any other way to any way to put it, but the mascot, the ma- the mascot was horny for being eaten, yeah. uh, according to social if media. If anyone has seen Midsummer, it was definitely a <laughs> Midsummer vibe. If you've seen the movie Midsummer, very much a Midsummer vibe. Uh, for her to the, to the pop tart, then amazing, very yeah. much that. Yeah. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it and be like. Oh, mm. that's a very disturbing analogy that Will just made, but uh, not a wrong one. Um, by the way, to, to close the loop on the basketball, Georgia is a two and a half point favorite. Okay, and uh, you will this you will know the actual sign that Georgia basketball is becoming a thing because Seth Emerson will actually show up to cover a game, which mm. I do not believe he's done, other than when Tom Crean was on death door uh, since since in, in quite a few years. Awesome. Well, I'd like to mention something uh, that was very exciting. Um, my friend and neighbor, Chris yeah, Kirk. I love it. I'm glad you brought that up. I was hoping you won would. the century out in Kapalua. It had been seven years since he had been there, and that, that, that tournament's for the previous year's champions. He won the Honda Classic last February, which was his first win in eight years. He's 38 years old. He won the century, which is a, I guess it's a heightened tournament. I forget the term they use, but it's, it, he got 3.6 million, 700 FedEx Cup points. He's qualifying for the Masters. He's qualified for the oh, Masters. Um, and he just uh, missed it on player points. He just missed it on player points, points at the yeah. end of last uh, calendar like year. 52nd, right? But man, there is nothing greater than the week before him 
throwing the baseball with Walker in the front yard because he was pulling up to get his mail and he has his glove in the <laughs> car because he loves baseball. Yeah. He is obsessed. He's a, the, one of the biggest Braves fans. He's absolutely obsessed with baseball. Um, yeah, he had come back. Um, he had come back from skiing or something up in North Carolina. He's getting his mail. He saw that we were throwing the, the ball, getting ready for Walker's high school season. Puts his car in park, spends the next 15 minutes, you know, trying to throw it as hard as he can to Walker. Uh, and he had his custom Georgia baseball glove with him. And then a week later, he's he out there. He tore cuff and was unable to. Uh... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but he's out there going, you know, going toe-to-toe with Jordan Spieth and Sahith Thagala. Um, one by one uh, shot. The, the shot on 17 was phenomenal. Crazy. And the story behind it where... He was talking with his caddy, uh, Michael Cromie, who was also a, a Georgia golfer, local guy, um, about using a seven iron. But he had heard his playing partner really take his time and discuss the wind conditions with his caddy, which then he double club under club to a or or up club to a five iron. And because his swing is so dialed in, and he works uh, he works with Jake Crane over at Level Five um, Fitness. Um, so I heard him shout him out and I know that he's worked, worked out with him, but because he's got his body so tuned and his swing so tuned, he took a five iron and just went three quarters with it and actually choked up on the club, hit it within three feet, made the birdie putt. That was the difference. And then he was able to kind of take it easy and just par 18. But I mean, we sent him a text message, a video text message. I got a response, I think 24 hours later. Uh, you know, thanks, you know, for the message and everything, you know, just wondering the, the, the all he's, he's playing in the Sony open, but all the people that are, you know, sending him accolades and, and everything, there could not be a more deserving guy. You, you know, it's well-documented what he went through with the depression and the alcohol, the alcoholism. Uh, I remember when that happened. Um, but he's just, he's gotten through that with flying colors and, uh, just, you know, I know he's a friend. I know I'm biased, but he literally is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Just your down to earth guy that um, he's done a lot for Jack with tips and stuff for his golf. The the thing that impressed me was last year Jack was playing Athens Country Club, had a tournament. I knew Chris was. I, I thought Chris was at home because it was like a a Tuesday, and I think he was off. I texted him. I was like, "Hey, Jack's playing Athens Country Club. Do you have any tips?" You know, like mm. this hole or that hole. He was at my doorstep 10 minutes later, came in, sat on my couch, and was like, all right, Jack, get a pen and paper. Went through, by memory, all right, hole number one, watch this, you know, two, three, four, make sure on 18. This, I mean, and I'm just sitting there watching my, you know, junior at the time take notes on <laughs> Athens Country. He played well, but, you know, he's just a salt-of-the-earth guy. His family, Tawny, and his three boys. Um, but, I mean, I'm almost giddy about his recent recent success and the, his swing and everything if I, I know you don't watch much golf but if he's if he's in contention well i would, I, I would say you've sold me man definitely he's, watch chris yeah, his, i got my i get I, listen i get I, I i will i always get the app for uh-huh. the masters and I, I always like i usually i like most people i put i follow tiger and i follow <laughs> like this a stricker because he went to illinois and I got I've, I got a guy I'm following now. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm rooting for the heck of this guy. Yeah, you're right though. When his swing is on, it's uh-huh. like couples or L's. It's yeah. so pretty. It um, really is. Yeah, awesome. I, it, it, Georgia Georgia golfers had a great well day. Uh, 
my man Brian Harmon finished tied for fifth. Substraka was tied for twelfth. Um, Harris English was in the top fifteen as well. And then you had Kevin Kisner on the call. Yeah, Kisner was on the call, which was was fun. That was his first tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's kind of now replaced um, Paul Zinger. I had to think about it. Who okay. it was? He's replaced. So he's replaced Zinger. Um, and. I'm really happy for Chris. That's amazing. Yeah. Azinger's a Florida State guy. I ran into him uh, on Bourbon Street during this, the Sugar Bowl in 02. I have a great... Well, I, I have time to tell it. Um, so he is... Uh, Azinger is married to someone from Blackshear. Um, mm. and, because she went to Florida State. Um, and I was friends with his sister-in-law in high school. And one day I'm home from college just after he had won the tour championship. Um, and I go over to see my friend. And, I, you know... I. I didn't know. I mean, I knew. I knew her brother-in-law was a golfer, but it didn't, didn't really occur to me. And then um, I'm in there, and just like walk in, knock on the door, and it's like, it's like, hey, so it's a home. He's like, yeah, let me go get her. And it took me like a beat to recognize who it was. And she's like, hey, have you met my brother-in-law, Paul? And I was like, I don't know if I want to shake your hand, man. I want to hurt you or anything. I'm thinking, you know, that's how eighteen-year-old boys think you yeah. can hurt someone by shaking their hand. But, right. Uh, well, and here that jogged my memory. If I can find a, a Super Eight recorder to download video, I have a video of my interaction with Paul Azinger you on t- Bourbon Street. In you can't take a camcorder to Bourbon Street. I did. That's not cool, man. <laughs> that's not cool. Wow. Also, I, I if you who, see I, me on it, please delete. Yeah, I know who's not coming to Vegas with me for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Negative <laughs> Ghost Rider. Right. But that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I, that, 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 I'm happy for Chris. That story yeah. right there has got me more invested in, in oh, golf. Great in very, very, very yeah, and he loves baseball. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, if, if your worlds ever collide, because he, he'll he go to Braves games in spring training yeah. and – and everything like that. So, yeah, if your worlds ever collide, uh, working with yeah, MLB. Yeah, works out the Florida Swings usually during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he goes And also, Chris drink. Sales a Brave now. That's another weird that's thing right. that happens if we got. Yeah. yeah wow. It's kind of weird. And we haven't even talked about the transfers in. I think that's probably, at least until they start practicing, we probably should, yeah. should, should yeah. hold off on that. I think there's still a little time to declare for the NFL draft. Is, what, I think so. more days? I saw A.D. Mitchell declared today. Okay. And he thanked both Georgia and Texas, which Good. I thought was very Good. cool of him. Unlike uh, – you know, maybe Jermaine Burton would not thank Georgia. Uh, you well, know, I mean, you know. Uh, I don't think I would care if he thanked Georgia, damn, but that's want... neither here nor there. Or actually, it's there. It's not here. How many rings do you get? One. Yeah. It says Georgia. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So. But otherwise, uh, so this has been our feelings episode. Do you have any questions or anything? Are we you, we're no, all clear? No, it's just, we need to? no, it's just really, this is the... It's yeah. the acoustic version. Yes. It's unplugged. Exactly. MTV exactly. unplugged. Yeah, we're exactly. doing unplugged. Or, um, um, but I'm sure uh, one thing we like to do is uh, we always like to go to a Georgia basketball game. I'm going to keep an eye out for yeah. for. Yeah, when, last time we went, they beat Memphis. Yeah, that was, that that was their the best win for like yeah. three years. Yeah. I don't have those tickets anymore, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's okay. Oh, we figured it out. Yeah, but uh, I don't know where I would be sitting if I'd have kept my tickets. And uh, I'd assume you'd be sitting behind... Um, you know what we should do? On the wall. Yeah. You know what we should do is buy the last row in the upper deck and be like the two uh, guys on the Muppets. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Waldo, you know, sorry, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, making comments Waldo and maybe like hold our uh, phones up and do a uh, an episode. Hey, call that right there. Not a bad idea. Right. Not a bad idea. I actually, I actually did go to the because they had a double header before the bowl game. Yeah. So, uh, so we went to uh, see. No, we didn't bring up the women. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not. That's not off to a good start over there. Not off to a good not start good. over there. That's uh, that when you when you're when you're gauging the hires, basically all the hires that like basically, you know, Josh Brooks did was able to hire everything but football. 
Men's basketball is going okay, though I think it's a little bit too early. Uh, gymnastics is not going well. Um, volleyball is not going. Volleyball is going a little better. Um, soccer's doing good. Soccer's doing well. Uh, baseball, you know, yeah, baseball is we'll where see. baseball is, and uh, women's basketball is definitely not going well. Though it's also worth it was worth noting they did beat Texas A and M, who's of course coached by like Julie Taylor. So, uh, so it's not like Texas A and M is out killing it right now either. But also the SEC is incredible. In yeah, women's basketball. It's nuts. so I I also I I honestly always forget I have season tickets to women's basketball. I always forget I they're really good too, and I just always forget that I have them because they're not expensive, and so I, I just go up every year. And so basically, I become I become the women's basketball I become the basketball fan that when like. LSU, the defending champion, Angel Reese. I'll go to that game. And when Tennessee's here, I'll go to that game. But then, uh, you know, interesting. The Tennessee women's basketball coach uh, Kelly Harper is married to a to John Harper, who I went to elementary school and part of high school with. They are they are into their women's. They are more into the women's basketball than George is into the men's basketball, to say the very least. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's what happens when you have had some of their. I like I like watching uh, Iowa women's basketball. Also, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. Caitlin Clark is awesome. That story is so great. That shot was past the buzzer. Why are we not talking about that's that amazing shot that she did from half court? Oh yeah, that was past the buzzer. Nobody even looked at it. What's Caitlin Clark? Yeah, see this. See this. This is like the soft <laughs> bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> Like, because yes, it was very cool that she hit that shot. Okay, she also hit it obviously after the buzzer. Can we? Focus everyone on just traveling. all kind of collectively decided, oh yeah, but it'd be cooler. It'd be cooler can, if it wasn't. Can we focus on traveling first? I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> William and I have been fired up at this all week. Like, right, he thinks that he doesn't seriously think it was obviously after the but obviously watch the shot it was after buzzer it was, of course but, it was so and like we have but ways I of think, like the game was on television I, like you can totally look and I see I think the light didn't come on oh until, they didn't even review it and it could okay. be oh they just ran off because if they'd have reviewed it it'd been like oh that was obviously after the buzzer but they thought it was so cool and it was amazing to me to watch everyone throughout sports because she's a great story she's awesome she's so fun to watch she's also dating the biggest loser on the Iowa basketball team oh. I hate so is uh, she really oh yeah she's dating the guy on the Iowa basketball team who I just like he's every Iowa basketball player you hate so like I'd say that he's probably a very very nice guy mm-hmm. but he's just that kind he's of like, like, he's, the, like the white she's guy she's dating Brian Ferentz like, like everybody good. hates the white guy on Duke, guy on Duke. everybody hates the uh, so he's like Grayson uh, Allen he got a Grayson Allen, Allen but, but like a farm Grayson Allen like, not as talented <laughs> yeah. farm Grayson like a farm Grayson <laughs> Allen <laughs> and, um, so anyway the point is is that like she's awesome and she's so fun to watch and like she's like forget like that's cool for women's basketball like she's like the star of college yeah. basketball without question right now but that shot was after the buzzer. It was obviously after the buzzer. And I would say if we're going to take women's basketball as seriously as it deserves to be taken, we need to not just go, yeah, but it's cool that she made it. Let's not review it. Right. That's all I'm saying. Because it's obviously after the buzzer. That's all any uh, any uh, picks uh, for the NFL playoffs? Anybody, any team you're looking at or any matchups you're excited about or I mean, who do you think is going to make the Super Bowl type stuff? I don't I don't I haven't really looked at in depth. I mean, obviously I'd like to see Cleveland versus Detroit cuz neither team yeah. has ever made the Super Bowl. That would be interesting. I've got Bills fever. I like the Bills. Obviously, like his family is connected to the Bills, but also Bruce uh, Park Bills. Cool. I've I've also always said that the biggest story in sports after the Cubs winning the World Series is probably the Browns or the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think the, the Lions, maybe? I don't think the Lions... Like, the Lions would be up there in the same way the Vikings would be up there because they're another team that's ever won the Super Bowl. Uh, but 
the Browns and Bills have such a history of pain, and they mean so much to their local franchise. Like it, like that, like Georgia basketball has never won a, a, a national championship, and it would be so be amazing if they won one. But it wouldn't be quite the same because they're not as passionate as Georgia football fans are. Detroit fans, Lions fans are passionate. Vikings fans are passionate. Bills Browns Mafia. and Bills are Nuts like they are everything to those places, mm-hmm. and they've never won one. So I think. Uh, and the Browns lost their team. Like, that's how big of a deal the Browns are. Yeah. Their team left, and yeah. the NFL said, oh, we need to put, like, another Cleveland Browns here. <laughs> like, that is how big of a deal that's the Browns point. are. That's a good point. I mean, I'm, at this point, I'm rooting for Georgia players and probably Todd Munkin. Yeah. yeah. Or Jeff Munkin. Which so one? you want the Ravens versus Eagles? Sure. Let's yeah. go with that. How about uh, James Cook and DeAndre Swift both being named to the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I mean— you know, look, James Cook plays for the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. But how many Georgia rookies are in the Pro Bowl? Zero. Weatherspoon from Illinois in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Just saying, proving what, proving as the top 10 college football players of all time list, which had two Illinois players and one Georgia player, further proves Illinois is a better football school than Georgia. I think I've, done, if I've done nothing on this podcast. I think I've pretty clearly proven it's that. It's the people are saying. Yeah. Um, all right, James. Well, I don't know when we're going to get back together. Uh, well, we'll get together for the game, but like when we're back in the spot, you'll be done. We'll Tony, be back in the yeah, spot. yeah, I'll be done over there, but but I don't know what I'm going to do with Tony when he shows up here next week. <laughs> <laughs> tell, him, tell him to look for your friend. Yeah, for we, sure. <laughs> Chris and I'll talk. All right. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, and uh, happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, and so yeah, just I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one what, quick thing. Yeah, New Year. Um, I am. There are a couple of um, one-offs and spotlights that I'm, I hope to. I've been talking to a couple of people, college football and college football adjacent. I hope to have those out. I have to imagine we will talk. If basketball does goes well, we'll talk probably a little more often. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't imagine it's more than well, just before you do it. Make sure you get the number that we're on, like the WSLS number yeah, three seventy eight. I'm not the one that messes the number up. I know, I know, okay. but just let me know because that way you can send it to me and I can just hit upload. Yeah. Okay. I can do As that. opposed to having to fix the yeah. thing. Yeah. The and I'm, I'm hoping, I tried to get Chris on last year, but I'm hoping to get him on when he gets back from his uh, West Coast swing. That'd be really cool. Yeah. So, um, sorry to interrupt you about That's it. That's all I got. No, no, we're, we, we were finishing up. Yeah. You interrupted the end of the segment yeah. or the end of the show. Right. Well, otherwise, great season, everyone. I'm all up in our feelings. It's been a good year. Uh, until we talk to you next, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. That was weird. He says he doesn't say that at the end. I know, but I'm not doing music. I know, so it's, it's, not so weird. Weird. it's still weird. It's still, it did feel a little we, weird. We didn't we did nail it. <laughs> it, it, felt, it felt kind of weird. That was better than what I was saying.